Your life experience, good or bad, is a gift when you share it with others. At Taxi Chronicles, we allow real riders with real stories to share their gift. So hopefully this episode will intrigue, enhance or inspire you. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Carla's got her podcast, Wonder and Wellbeing, and she's got a background in education and special. Oh well, Carla, I tell you what, you introduce yourself, tell her what about yourself, and then, and then we just go from there. Thank you. Yeah, um, my background is in special education, so I worked in the UK for seven years, and then I worked overseas um, for eight years. Um, I did primary academic support. Um, in the UK and then the same um, overseas in Qatar. I worked with um, secondary level boys over there who had gone through the schooling system, got to secondary school and were illiterate, um, usually not only in English, but also in their first language Arabic. So they had um, a combined intervention between myself and uh, some other colleagues for getting basic literacy skills. So um, yeah, I did that for a long time and I had to design like learning programs for them. Mm. Um, that would get them basic literacy skills but without diagnosing them with special needs because over there they have a stigma attached to special needs particularly for boys Um, so it was all about giving them basic skills but not um, going down the normal route that we would go down for special education in the UK Um, yeah that's basically that's what I did so I was saying to Simon this morning when I looked at the your program I've seen things similar because I've yeah. used so many different things so yeah. yeah honestly it's really resonating just when you talk it's interesting because I went recently to Dubai um and I noticed you know when you sort of just get a little bit of a sense when I mentioned dyslexia or SEN when we were talking to curriculum advisors and stuff they, there was a little bit of just a, not quite a recognition of, of that. I, I just picked up on that. So it was interesting when you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a little bit of a, I felt perhaps a stigma and it, was, it wasn't as accepted, you know, but it's what I found was, you know, it, it, this started quite a lot, was inspired by my son who struggles with dyslexia. Um, but it was just something that we needed to overcome. But it was this stigma of, for him being in the SEN group. And it was these kind of labels and then children start to think, oh, I'm, I've not got this or I can't do this. And I said, Josh, it's just a, just another way of needing to learn, that's all. You know, it's, it's more about, um, you know, education being able to support you and trying to bridge those barriers between um, disengagement and children getting their ideas. Um, onto paper because that was the thing that worried me most was that um, and especially with boys this sort of there seems to be a big gap um, with boys and writing and self-expression okay. um, so, well, yeah. <laughs> so we're familiar you can see why I bring Carla to the table now yes it's, it's, um, she's got a lot to offer in the way of experience and um, yeah. you know it, an experience shared is a blessing increased. In brief, Carla, uh, obviously I met Amanda in the car, in the taxi, and picked her up. Um, she just come back, just come from a hospital appointment, and it was um, right. quite touching, to right. say the least. And um, I just thought it was very important. You're actually the first person I've actually 
contacted for Taxi Chronicles afterwards to actually have a formal, more of a formal recorded audio session. So you will be like the star. You're the star. Oh, crikey. I should have (laughs) done my hair back. It's been a maniac morning. (laughs) So, Amanda, Scribe Easy, before we go into the Scribe Easy, tell us, who is Amanda? Tell us your background, and then we'll move on from there. Okay. Um, Well, um, I've come from an arts background. Um, I've always felt um, there but the grace of, uh, I don't know, good fortune or God, whatever. I I was lucky because art sort of picked me up um, from not the most sort of usual kind of background, but then who has usual backgrounds these days? But um, art really helped me. um, And along my way as a young person, um, there have been various mentors in my life. Youth Business, um, Prince's Youth Business Trust was one of them when I was younger. And also uh, when I applied to art school, um, one particular teacher, you know, a mentor there really saw, you know, that he could make a difference in my life. And, you know, that's how I got into art school. I hadn't actually done art at school at the time. But uh, it just makes you realise that school and you know education is about lifelong learning, um, and the opportunities and the people along the way. Oh, so yeah, I went to the Royal College of Art, and um, actually took a master's in ceramics and glass. So I've always been really interested in processes, and I now have a son who's just six, turned sixteen, and uh, a few years ago um, had a real kind of turning point in our lives which um has led to me moving into tech when i have wasn't really a tech uh developer mm. but uh, it's a very compelling time for me so um those turning points i know you said to me <laughs> about it do you want to share that because and the reason why i asked you this and it's very i believe it's very important because it's your backstory mm. and it's your sales to where you're going yeah, so I've got two backstories. One that I don't actively publicise, which I think the lovely thing about jumping in a cab in an Uber is that you feel like you've got, or you meet someone and you resonate, and then you end up telling your stories, thinking that it's never going to go any further. Um, and um, so when we met, uh, I, yes, coming out of hospital, um, my backstory one was my son's dyslexia um but two was as a parent now i haven't struggled with dyslexia but it was quite hard to understand like a child what what they're going through but then we lost um my partner uh when uh what was quite a few years ago now but he he took his own life and it was a a very traumatic time for my son and I and I experienced an unfortunate because as an artist although at the time it was extreme grief and extreme shock um, I experienced firsthand what it was like almost to be SEN at the time I lost my ability to focus to read um, to to think straight um, and I typically kept a lot of emotions locked inside 
and actually it started to affect a few years on because people say how are you and you just I couldn't unlock it and so at the same time I was seeing my son struggling at school and um, just wanting one day it just really occurred to me that what I was experiencing was something that was an opportunity would never wish it on anybody but um, it was as if it gave me the opportunity to really understand and start and see from the perspective of the child which we forget as adults especially if you haven't come from that you know you haven't got those I don't want to call them disadvantages but you need a different way to learn and so it was as if um, there were the two needs one to help my son and I work out how to unlock many emotions and difficulties um, and also one to, to to feel how could we make this something that was a, a, a positive for others to gain from the experience and so that's where starting to use pictures became really powerful um, picking things and noticing I could write um, but, uh, and I was writing quite a lot all over the place. I keep finding bits of paper, but I did start to just write things down. Nothing really made sense, but I did notice um, that there were patterns and words that I was using a lot. And it started to curve to me. I think when you're in a very elevated level of maybe fight or flight, you're seeing the world very, very differently. And I started to see uh, uh, you know, how by seeing my words on the page <clears throat> that I could, well, one, I could see the patterns and the frequency of words. And it, it occurred to me that actually by, if there was a system where, because we, where you could start to use the data to start to give yourself um, a personal space, one to write, but then to feedback, to give the person something informative, you could start to make some sense of what you're thinking or you know, to, to get your thoughts and words onto the page. It was a combination of using pictures and responding to things, whether it was colors or images. And then slowly, slowly this sort of use of an analog style of picture montage with words. And at the same time, I was using it to help Josh with his spellings and trying to tell stories um, by pulling images together and scene creation, um, this idea really came together. And uh, we're in a very different place now for, from then. Um, I did try at the time to go and get investment because I could see that this was something that could really help with unlocking stories and emotions, um, but also, you know, literacy. Um, the sort of connect with, yeah, in here, the imagination and, and thoughts onto the page. <clears throat> Stop me if I'm... <laughs> no, I'm just listening. I will um, mm. point out that we've got two artists in the house. Carla's an artist as well. Yeah. <laughs> and she's done this very, very good um, painting. Oh, and you know what, Carla? Remember the painting in red? Tell, tell, tell us briefly that story. We're going to jump back into with um, Amanda. Yeah, Simon likes a particular painting of mine because it was, um, I never really planned it, but I remember talking about it based on where, how it came about was that I, when I went to work 
I was working with this manager that used to make me so angry every day, every day. And um, <laughs> I went home one day and I was so angry because I couldn't get, and I could, just couldn't get it out. So I just got red paint and I've just like put it everywhere, <laughs> put it everywhere. And um, it turned into a really beautiful painting of a, of a woman eventually mm. once I got all the painting on there and got it out and then looked at it over a few days and stuff. So when I told Simon about it, he was like, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Um, but it was just totally unplanned and it was a rage. It was literally, you know, when you just want to go at someone, but you can't. Um, yeah. yeah. It turned into a painting. But, but yeah. Carl, Carl is being modest there because the concept of the painting was that if you could turn it whatever angle and it's a different image. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's not a different image. It's the same woman, but you can put the painting anywhere. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So it was along those lines. So you two can resonate when it comes to expressing yourself through art i'm not the best <laughs> art, so i'm probably alone in that in that um subject there but so you came up with this concept of expressing yourself through art you could say mm-hmm. where when what did, where did you decide how did you decide to build on that um, well, it became so compelling because of what had happened with my partner. And um, I thought, I can't let an op- uh, a life experience like this just go to nothing, you know. Um, so I wanted something to be scalable. And so tech was the only way, really, to make that scalable. Um, I was very fortunate at the time. I, I worked in advertising as well. I used to be a um, VFX TV producer, so do a lot with CGI. And um, after the, you know, the the loss, um, I'd actually just gone freelance and people within the industry were amazing. I think they thought we'll keep her busy. And I've never been more busy than then. I was doing a lot of work, but all the money that I earned, I ploughed into setting up what is now Scribe Easy today. So, Um, I worked like crazy for a couple of years and worked with different tech developers. Um, So we first off built an iOS app, um, which did really well. But um, I think what's been amazing is since COVID, the tech has moved along massively, but also an appreciation for the need or the, 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 uh, the power of tech and how it can help in combination uh, as a supportive tool, um, you know, in combination with everyday life. And so yeah, it's taken a couple of iterations um, and it's taken actually about five, well, seven years really, but um, technically since 2018, mm-hmm. I had to sort of rebuild a couple of times. It's not for the faint hearted. Um, can you walk us through those stages? So you said there's seven years, obviously there's different stages. How, how did you feel? And what were the major hurdles? And how did you overcome them? Um, well, initially there was just sheer enthusiasm um, because I could see that what was a very simple idea. Um, there was also a little bit of imposter syndrome. It's like, wow, this is so simple. Um, I couldn't see that it existed anywhere in a tech kind of thing. You know, there's lots of things like Instagram and taking photos, but there was something a um, bit like when you use Photoshop 
when you change a setting or you bring a character into a scene and then you put a different object into their hands, there's something really um, visceral. And I was really quite intrigued by how, when I tested it, I started to go into schools and just test it. Um, so ex tested extensively with children around workshops in libraries um, and just and again and again, just kept seeing how children's, you know, they really immerse themselves. And this thing about passive writing that you get a lot in classrooms where kids would just do anything they can to get through a story quickly or not write at all even or write the bare minimum. That wasn't the case with this. We had kids gripped. And my son said, Mum, you've tricked kids into creating stories. But what was wonderful was how children started to just bring their memories. They, they you know, they'd assign uh, to a character that they'd picked a, a personality or their nan or, you know, it was really wonderful how it did become an outlet. So extensive testing, um, lots of um, analysis really from the storytelling and then thinking, how can we make this better? How can we make this more, give back more analytics, more analysis, but also be very protective of the children's um, identities within the platform. There's many levels when you're creating tech. Um, it's got to be scalable. It's got to be safe. Can't be hacked. Um, then suddenly we had opportunities within schools. We had opportunities with parents and home ed. Um, so it was creating those different sort of scenarios for different user groups. And then a lot of it's been focused on development. And today we're using AI in, in many different ways. So created databases of words and created a thesaurus by hand. So children could start to build the vocabulary with synonyms. Um, oh, you've pulled up the- I'm just bringing it up. Okay, I'm just letting everybody see what we're talking about. Oh, I should have, do you want me to log in and show you? No, it's okay. Well, you, you, you can, you can talk us through it now if you want. I, I, it's just yeah. that you're, you're speaking and obviously, like we know, a lot of people learn in the kinetic form of visual. So like you can see the screen, you could even direct me to where you want to, what section you want to talk about. But I just thought it's great for people to see. Yeah, well, on. On the, if, well, not that you want to show a video now, but if you go learn more, if people clicked on there, there's a really short, short video, um, which just explains a little bit about the, the method and the analytics and the way once you get writing or the process, it's a creative process. You're making things, uploading them, taking them into a new world. So this sort of analog style, but we're also starting to make immersive scenes. So children could find the objects within a spaceship and then collect those and then make a story with those things. So sharing knowledge, we're starting to work with different museums now and libraries. So we can <clears throat> make writing and creativity really accessible to all sorts of children. We've, we've done really well with the um, home ed groups and with um, children with autism. I think they just need, often people need something that's really stimulating that just grabs them quickly. And sometimes that blank page, um, we, we really lose people. Um, so this was about, um, yeah, an analog style of, of getting children to to be masters of their own story you chose the setting giving them choices whether it's images 
the words, the synonyms, so you could move a child very quickly from using an understanding that you use this word a lot. How about trying a different synonym? But it's only actually when you see that you have insight into your own patterns that you're empowered. So we wanted to give children the tools rather than, you know, someone else saying, you know, try this, do this, building up those learning skills and that curiosity in yourself. We hope you like that Taxi Chronicles interview. Don't forget to share and subscribe to get the latest episode. Ever considered investing in a continent with the fastest growing economies and population on Earth? The same continent that holds 30% of the world's known natural resources. Listen to our sister podcast, Africa Investor Stories, where you hear real investors with real stories from around the world share their experience of investing in Africa. We post Monday and Thursday at 10am British Standard Time.